Oh my god. <laughs> I'm blush I'm redder than this He's wine. So cute. I'm really getting drunk. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm totally sober. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're sober. Good things. <laughs> Actor, author, and puppeteer Carolyn Gray shoots on Stratford, Ontario. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me. George Moore. Audiobooks auditions number one. Today's book, Dean Gunnison, The Making of an Escape Artist by Carolyn Gray. Winnipeg Jets coach, Paul Maurice. Okay, I'm ready. You guys want me to start talking? Yes. Oh, that, okay. <clears throat> In the uh, months... After the underwater coffin debacle, Dean pulled back on his public performances. What do I have to do to get a goddamn bottle of water over here? I mean, who do I have to blow? Bob Dylan. Brian had had a last-minute thought that Halloween morning of the escape... A team of paramedics, he'd said, snapping his fingers. That's what we should line up. You just never know, eh? Boop! Keanu Reeves. He waited and counted to himself. Whoa. One minute. Whoa. One thirty. Whoa. One forty-five. Whoa. Two minutes, whoa. No one was pulling him up, whoa. Boop. Rick Sanchez. Dean took a small apartment on Kennedy Street and he began attending first year classes at the University of Winnipeg. He liked to, look, I, I, can, I don't have time for this. I gotta go, uh, here, zap. Now, everyone in this dimension has read the book, bye. Don Cherry. Okay, is it over here? What? Just, uh, just sit right down here in front of this mic. Hey, hope this isn't the same mic that Paul Maurice cried into. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Dean's idea of coming to the library. Oh, libraries are good. They're really good for kids. You kids, you go to the library. I know, I know. Back to the book. Wait a minute. Isn't this supposed to be for left-winger Barry Dean. Spent four years with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Second overall selected by the 19th... We're out of here. Huh? Huh? What do you think, huh? Pretty good. Fresh bit. A fresh bit. On the Manitoba Money Shot podcast with Ronald George Moore. That's me. Hi. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very, very much for listening today. With uh, this episode, you get Carolyn Gray. Carolyn Gray is a very talented actor, writer, all around uh, every woman. I don't know. Is that a thing? Can you say that? There's nothing that she can't handle or perfect. Um, But before we get into that, uh, I just want to let tell you a little story of what happened to me this week. Um, I was uh, I got off for work and I decided I'm going to take my bike finally in the summer. I like to bike to work. It's about a half hour bike ride, get some good exercise. So I left my apartment at uh, Crap Central 
and uh, went up Wellington Crescent and uh, saw that I was coming to a red light. So, you know, I'm going to hit the brake. But I got the, the one brake doesn't work. So I switched uh, my coffee to my other hand and I hit my uh, left brake, my back tire, and um, cut to the night before where I tuned up my bike, inflated all the tires, and fixed my back tire brake, so it actually doesn't gradually come to a stop, it's a dead stop. Of course, let's cut back to Wellington Crescent, me, coffee in hand, hit the brake thinking I'm going to gradually stop, dead stop. Totally wasn't expecting it, the bike stops. Of course, I don't. It's that little thing where you, I'm propelled forward and I'm kind of teetering on that first wheel and whomp, I go down hard. I bite cement really bad. It's awful. Cut to the emergency room, fracture in my arm, rib hurts a little, bad knee, shoulder, awful. Now I'm off work for six weeks and uh, yeah, blessing in disguise? I don't know. I'm in a lot of pain, folks. Please check out the Mental Money Shot on iTunes, on Stitcher, join the Facebook group, join Twitter, ask me uh, uh, anything on Twitter you want, at MB Money Shot. Um, please send a request of a celebrity you want me to impersonate. Uh, we'll do some more of those audiobook auditions. Um, yeah, join five stars, five stars, five stars. It all helps people. Uh, go to Amazon, buy Carolyn Gray's new book, her new old book, Dean Gunnerson, The Making of an Escape Artist. And if you're a prairie boy, if you're a Manitoban, you know who Dean Gunnerson is the escapologist who uh, has blown everyone's mind. Um, yeah, other than that, I just want to give a shout out to Paul from Devil's Lake, North Dakota for being uh, a Manitoba Money Shot super fan. So glad uh, to have you on board. And please uh, enjoy the very lovely and talented Carolyn Gray. We're rolling. Yay! Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Ron. How are you? I'm really, really well. Uh, welcome to the show. And Thank uh, you. you, listener, welcome to the show. You, how you doing? Uh, it's Who the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. Who am I? I'm Ronald George Moore, the host. Who are they? The legend. Oh, my God, yeah. The drunk. <laughs> I seem to be drunk a lot on these podcasts. Do you drink um, the booze all the time when you're interviewing? I, uh, uh, well, I guess so. I mean, we've, this, you're, our, you're episode seven. Wow. And out of the seven episodes, mm-hmm. I definitely had alcohol in my system for f- five, at least. Maybe all of them. Did you hear that, Alice? <laughs> Don't address my mother <laughs> during the show. <laughs> there are rules, okay, and we're I'm establishing sorry. them all as, tonight. As today. we go. Okay. Okay, rule number one. Yeah. Don't talk to my mother on the show. I won't talk to you, Alice. Okay, thank you. He's nervous. Okay, I am very okay. nervous. I'm shaking. Yeah. I got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> this is the first time when uh, I honestly do not know where you're from. Uh, I mean, usually every guest, I do a little research on where they're from, or He's I know. He's lying. I, what do you mean I'm lying? I, okay, you're okay. <laughs> Don't call me out. You're from Ontario. You're yeah. not a Manitoban not born. Not a Manitoban. But uh, you definitely are Canadian. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, could, you knew that. Yeah. Got that yeah, in you, there. Oh, yeah. So do you want to do the big reveal? I am from, well, should I say where I'm actually from or where I tell people I'm from? How about both? Where well, do you tell people you're from? That I'm from Stratford, Ontario. 
Now, why would you do that? Because of your theater background? Because you want of theater. To, you want to come off as an artsy? Yeah, people say, well, I can tell where the theater comes from. I have theater and in I'm my like, blood, my veins. Is it, yeah, but I'm really from Thunder Bay. Oh, cool. Yeah, Thunder and then we Bay. moved straight to Stratford from Thunder Bay. Oh, really? Yeah. How old were you when you moved from Thunder Bay? I don't know, because my family doesn't talk about anything, and they destroyed all our records, and I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. So there's, like, um, I don't know anything about my family. Do you have any memories of Thunder Bay? I do. Um, one time, I was, uh, we were all in the home. And you were in the home. We were in our home. Whatever. It felt like a cabin. I guess we lived there. Right. They're right? all cabins. Yeah, I guess so. No, it's, it's a like cabin a, it's home. Like, it's like a, how would you compare Thunder Bay? Like a Morden, or a uh, like a like a like a Steinbeck. But there's the Sleeping Giant. So how can you figure that in? Like the legend of the Sleeping Giant and the water and. I don't know what that is. The legend of the Sleeping Giant. Okay. Okay. I can't even help you with that. There's like I'll a, go, I'll Google there's a it. sleeping giant. Is it up an actual there. statue of a dude? No, it's like a an island that looks like a sleeping giant. Oh, okay. I think it's an island or it's fuck? a peninsula. I know, it's like the legend like it was all water based my youth there, which was yeah, I was just there for a few years, I yeah. think. Well, I remember we were all in the family cabin, I don't know. Uh-huh. And then I was walking and I remember I was wearing, like, I remember clothes from, like, when I was three, four, five. And I was wearing these little panties that had elastic, like, elastic little, like, bloomers. Like a little elastic leg holes. Watertight. They're watertight, right? Is that what the idea is? Maybe. I, well, no, they were kind of fluffy, like, fluffed out, like, bloomers. Oh, like okay. Like an old-fashioned lady. Yeah. Under her fancy Victorian dress. So it was, had little bloomers. And then I remember everyone's face just dropped... And I thought, why, why is everyone turning white? And then I saw my little panties were soaked with blood. And what? it turned out I had a leech on my bum. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I re- so this is my big memory from, from T-Bay, that my big brother, Brian, he, he uh, ran to me. Mm-hmm. He looked at my panties, and, he, and they all screamed leech, and he put salt on it, got it off. Yeah. And, he, and I was very scared, and he put it on a frying pan. And he said, no. now you're going to, now this will never hurt you again. And he fried it in front of me to, as revenge. As revenge. Okay. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't eat it though. Because I we, thought that's where the story is going. That is not, well, that is not in my memory. Okay. Okay. My, <laughs> so I stopped remembering happened. there. So I probably did eat it. Right. Knowing <laughs> my family, we probably ate it. <laughs> we love our oh leech gosh. loaf. We love it. That was a leech loaf. Wow. And then we gathered around for the leech loaf. Right. Yeah. So Seasoned with my ass blood. And then we all moved to Stratford, yeah. Right. So, and then we, and I loved Stratford, and I F loved what's it. it. What's it like there? Because I, I have no um, idea. I've never been there. It's it's quaint. Like, I don't even know where it is. It's in Ontario. Uh, was Stratford comparable to Winnipeg? No. No. When Smaller. We, we live in a cabin again. <laughs> we, it was, it, we lived in a brick house. Okay. A beautiful brick house. And we had a beautiful backyard that was like... You know, uh, full of adventure and mystery. Acres and acres of Felt like fun. it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are probably fairies living in the bushes. And, <laughs> and uh, it was idyllic, although I was tortured by my brothers. There was torture. But you don't, it, we want to forget I remember, the torture I times. The tor- I, you know, I don't have any baggage. I don't have, I don't have a problem with the torture anymore. But it was fun. It was fucking fabulous. And when we... Then they said, okay, now we're moving back to Winnipeg. I was born in Stratford. 
all my ass brothers were born in Winnipeg. Right. I thought you were born in Thunder Bay. I was born in T-Bay. Well, I will deny that, and I'll say it's Stratford. Oh, right, I'm well. sorry. That's right. That's the denial. Okay. I'll tell that's you. That's the denial. I forgot. I'll tell you the truth. Thank you. But everyone else, Stratford. Um, that's right. You're, you're so, so my ass brothers <laughs> were born here. Um, but, yeah, so they, then my parents said, we have to move back to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? And I said, no fucking way. Right. Good. And I don't know. I was very young, but well, you um, just didn't want to leave your, the comforts of I what you it. got used to. And yeah. Stratford is quaint. It's beautiful. It's quaint. It's, it's like a picture book. It's really, really? like, it's really pretty. It's so your parents talk you into it or they dragged you no, screaming? No, they dragged me. You have no say. Yeah. Of course and, you um, don't. They, it's just for, you know, do they want, they I want to make no. you feel like you're part of the decision, but really you're not. You're not at all. No. And then, and then when I got back here, something bad happened. More bad news? Something really Gray, bad happened. And then I said, it's because of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And then they started taking me to a doctor and say, say it to the doctor. And I said, the bad things are because of Winnipeg. And the doctor said, no, I'm like, yeah. And that right. went on for a while. Right. Yeah. And so uh, you found a doctor that agreed with you? No, never. Oh. No. He said, no, you're wrong. Did you ever go back and see a doctor and ask them? If it was Winnipeg? If it was Winnipeg? I, I did. I've, I've hence got into self-therapy. I, whenever I have a problem, I self-therapize in really? my mind. I sort all my shit out. Yeah. Uh, or at least I try to. You write it all down, and then you burn it. I, no, I don't do that, but someone made me do that like two years ago, and it was cute. And then it the ashes cute. fly back in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really yeah, work. It, it just really pains and stings. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, you know, wait a minute. Well, like, whatever. Like, just whatever. 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 I'm, you know what? Whatever. That's what I say. Yeah. So that so basically that was it. the whole experience was like, eh, whatever. whatever. I'm putting it behind me. I'm going to take Winnipeg for what it is. Take it for I'm what gonna, it is. I'm going to be like Laverne and Shirley. Okay. I'm going to take yeah. on the day. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to go right. to work. Actually, at this point, you're going to school. I'm, I went to school. No, but I mean, like, uh, are you still are you in high school when you came to Winnipeg? Uh, no. I was. I went to Luxton School in the North End. You, are, oh, you, I, are you involved in extracurricular activities at school? Like, say, uh, uh, drama or sports? Not at Luxon School, but I did, I was told that I, my comprehension skills were well above my grade. By whom? Um, by, because I got winos. tested when I got there. <laughs> but the winos got tested? She's, oh, because you're... She's super smart. Because I had to come from... You had to come from like, well, where so is she? So I was tested. Like, right. And they said her reading, her English skills, her comprehension skills are well above. So wow. I don't know where, what that means to what actually happened. Right. I don't know. No one tells me anything. And they can't anymore. No, they can't. Fuck them all. <laughs> Tell me. So, Nobody okay. Knows. So you didn't, you didn't get in the drama when you were in high school, say? I did. I was totally into... When, then I went to St. Mary's Academy when I went into high school. Yeah, there was religion classes for the Catholics. And then <laughs> special religion classes for the non-Catholics. So yeah. we got shunted off to those. And I actually am here to report... You have a question? I do. You can tell yeah. in my face. I yeah. didn't know St. Mary's Academy took non-Catholics. They do. Yeah, they'll take anybody. As long as you have the moolah. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> the greenbacks. Yeah, the greenback dollar bills. The dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> yeah, if you can put the money on the barrel head, you're in. You're in. Well, no, I have <laughs> oh, to be... Oh, you don't believe in God? Thoroughly examined <laughs> you got by 10, the nuns That's what? before I got accepted. Exactly. You would think the that nuns. you'd be shunned by the teachers in the school. You are kind of. You're put into the special class. Right. You're like... Which oh, is... 
We're going to talk about religion for real, but you guys go over here. And yeah. from grade 7 to 12, I did every yearly project in religion on Satanism. <laughs> that can't be true. It's, it's absolutely true. And no one what stopped me. What a and rebel. And then I got together with my old best friend from SMA, St. Mary's Academy. And Ooh. we went out for drinks at Segovia like many years later. Yeah. And she was my cohort. Like we did everything on Satan. Your partner in crime. And we worshiped Satan. And we had... We had um, we rituals? Had demons and rituals. We had oh patron demons. Oh, my God. Mine was um, Astarte. And, uh, Holy crap. We worship. Yeah. So she said she got really teary when we got drunk. Hi, Sally. And, um, <laughs> and she said it wasn't right that they let us do every project on Satanism. Yeah. <laughs> so was it interest in Satanism or was it interest in throwing it in their face? You know what I mean? Like, I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I think a, you've got a really B, big point for there. sure. A little bit in your face. Wow. Um, I like drama. Drama. And Serious. that's what you were doing Speak. at SMA. SMA, yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, did I, maybe I was in a chorus like sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, I really love Shakespeare or anything like serious. Oh, old school too, eh? Old school. Like really you got into Super old the, school. the, uh, My the, Sally the and I were, we were obsessed with Macbeth. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And we did, we had to do a project and, um. So we wrote like a dream sequence. Macbeth would have a dream. We wrote that and we acted that out. And I think it was quite good. Mm-hmm. I think it was extremely deep. Was this in front of the school yeah, or just class? It was in front of. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, for our drum class or maybe our English class. I don't know, but it was it was profound. Don't they have um, like uh, theater tryouts and that? Like mm-hmm. put on a play. Were you involved in those too? That's not the same thing as what you're talking about, is it? Uh, like auditions for plays. Auditions for plays. Absolutely. And you were in a you and your Absolutely. you and Sally were in on in on. Absolutely. <laughs> and you scored every time, scored or what? Every you time. get the big roles. You get the good stuff. I got some good shit. Nice. Yeah. And so you have great memories of that. Not really. No, I'm sorry. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a timeline. University. <laughs> You didn't go. I went. I was browbeaten into going. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You did go. Yeah. And where'd you go? U of M? Uh, UW. UW. Yeah, UW's. Why? Theater. Because um, they have cause the best theater it's program. It's close by. Oh, uh, it's just She <laughs> told me Location, not to. location, location. <laughs> like, university was really difficult because I went from St. Mary's where it was all girls. Mm-hmm. And then I had these really creepy brothers. And they're the only guys in my life, yeah. right? right? So suddenly I'm in a university when there's men everywhere. And I was right. fucking dying. I'm sure. It was terrifying. It was like a thousand brothers, all a thousand yeah, creeps. a thousand creeps. And I didn't know how to talk to guys. Like, I didn't know anything. And I was told to beware of them. I was terrified. I'm sure. Yeah, and there was... Yeah, so... I just didn't, and I, I don't know, like I feel that I had no preparation for anything that might happen in university. So now I know you can do a voluntary withdrawal, and they must have said that in the information, but I didn't, it just didn't connect. It was all yeah. so scary and weird. Right. Um, so you, didn't, you weren't going to parties? You weren't really socializing? No, until, well, I did with theater. Right. So uh, I did, I did socialize. Okay. A little bit there. And what, what, what plays did you do there? Uh, some really, like... Did you find it challenging? I found it, like, I was really happy. It was great. Right. It was, like, the thing for me. Um, there was an instructor named Alan Williams, mm-hmm. who came from the UK, and uh, we were not allowed to perform in first year. 
but he was like this guy who had studied with Mike Lee, this really intensive um, improv method where you create your own plays. And he said, okay, you guys want to perform, let's start a company. And I didn't do it. Because I was like, these people are weird. I'm really scared of them. And my mother says to me every day, keep away from guys. Like, every day. (laughs) I was really fucked up. You were traumatized. I was super traumatized. Even working with them, being on stage, you you were finding it hard. Well, like, we weren't weren't supposed to enter. Like, we didn't do plays. We just sat there for theory, right? But he said, let's join, do this this company. Yeah. And I didn't do it. It's like, I can't do it. My mom's going to kill me. And I'm terrified of guys. Like, they're, well, yeah, they're... Horrendous. They're supposed to be horrendous, right? So I just yeah. kept to myself. and uh, But then they, that company, pulled me like a couple months later. Mm-hmm. They said, would you join the company? Right. And uh, they had marked me as someone that would be good, and they needed a, another woman. The bad thing that happened when we moved back here was my dad died. So he was yeah. my one ally. I'm sorry. Who was your ally? He was my ally. He had an artistic soul. No one else in my family does. Oh. So he would, we would talk about drawing, like, because I paint and I write and I wanted to act. And he, he was like simpatico with me. Mm -hmm. And um, so we moved here and he died. And then I really thought Winnipeg had killed him. And then I lost my one ally. Uh, So... So then I so I joined the theater company because they asked me and I felt the pressure and I was scared to say no. Yeah. And then I started interacting with these males. Right. And eventually, I guess you came to see that there maybe not all of them are creeps. No, quite the opposite. Maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> quite the opposite. Well, they have throbbing things that are coming at you from all angles. <laughs> Right. And I guess that's when mom was trying to tell Hello. me. Hello. Hello, throbbing and thing. Like, oh, there's another one at that angle. <laughs> oh, three things. angles, Woo. three things. One from behind. Throb, throb, throb. <laughs> In your face. Hence, In you. We're going to talk about the money so, shot. Does but money shot. Anyway. Well, okay. Would a money shot be in your face? Carolyn, what is your position? I think I, I was trained to believe a money shot was just the woohoo. Was Not just, necessarily in just, your face. Okay. I always thought the money shot was the face. And um, if you have a comment, please go to Twitter. And <laughs> Is a money shot uh, in the face or not in the face? Let what, us know. What's the your money? Your vote counts. <laughs> uh, but getting back to yeah. uh, Carolyn Gray Karen and Gray. her uh, Satanism. Carolyn Gray, Ramor, uh, Satan. S- could you start going and being a, like part of the Me Too <laughs> and start I naming am. all these I actors? Am. Just name them. Name that guy. Name this oh, guy. I've been doing it since the F eighties, but no one was interested. Yeah, that no. Man. Well, there was no. There was no Twitter except Ron Moore. Hey, no. I was on a tour with Ron Moore. It got pretty intimate. This it got, guy is it decent. It got pretty hot and heavy. If got, I remember, in that one room, it got pretty where, hot. Where uh, the bed was jumping. If you know what I'm talking about, I don't. Oh, you were jumping on the bed. Oh, we're totally. I was kicking your ass. <laughs> I was kicking your ass. Oh, that's right. You kicked my ass. I cha- I think there was a challenge involved somewhere. No, that's true. And uh, I, I think oh, I remember. What, didn't I jump off the wardrobe? There was something. You did. Oh, and I and, I, and I remember, it was super hot. And. Yeah, there was definitely drugs, but oh. it was bad because 
Like you no. were in a lot of pain back in those days. But then I whipped your ass. No, I don't. And there's I don't, a photo I don't, of me, ladies and gentlemen, whipping Vince your ass. Satan talking. Okay, she did not whip. My, there was no whip. I have a photo. Let's put it on Twitter. I have a photo. And if you're you have totally, a photo, fine. If you can, okay. I have the photo. When I met you, you were heavily involved in independent theater. You weren't. Yes. It wasn't. Uh, I have with, a lot of optimism for like a brand new day. Right. For support for local artists and wow, I think things that's have, surprising coming from a Satanist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You still down with Satan, or is it just more like oh, your yeah. youth? You he's, mail emails. He's been the one that never ever uh, <laughs> neglected me over the years. Yeah, I can always count on Satan. You can always get a warm hug. <laughs> you sure can. Yeah, hot. Not even very kidding. hot. That very tail hot. around your waist. <laughs> very. Talk about a throbbing member. Talk about it. <laughs> oh boy. <Right? laughs> so you were never big in like as far as like the alternative scene. Uh, you you created your own theater company, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. What was the first theater company you started, and who was involved? Uh, well, I became a member of Adhere and Deny. Adhere and Deny. Object Puppet Theater. You are a puppeteer. I'm Holy a puppeteer. fuck! I love puppets. Yeah, I fucking love puppets. And you're great. I, I know I've seen an Adhere and Deny, and I think it was Shadow. Maybe I have no idea. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to make yeah, up I the totally history did. here, I Carolyn. I totally did Shadows, but you also did hand puppets. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love. Hand How many puppets. shows did you do? How many? About a million. A million. A million fucking different shows. Yeah. And, and was there a specific uh, group member there, or was it just kind of the door revolved as far as people oh, there involved? Was this, uh, there was a company. Yeah. I'm a core. I was a core member, and we ran for 15 years. And we did object puppetry, but we sometimes, you know, we did, we hit on all the, the different uh, kinds of puppets, I think. Yeah. My personal favorite is hand puppets. Right. I'm very traditional because I'm whatever Catholic school girl Satanist. Um, <laughs> and then I, I went to Prague. Like I got really interested in puppets because I think my little El Problemo was like <laughs> I like like all this stuff, right? I like it all. Yeah. And then like I love to paint, I love to make things, I like to hoo-ha and whatever. And it's like, oh puppetry, like I can do everything that I can do. I can write the play. I can act, I can make the puppet, I can uh-huh. paint it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So puppetry is where everything kind of, that feels the best for me. Right. Is it because you like to be uh, in control of every aspect of, well, of, you know of a me, production? Right? You know how well, controlling I, do. I, I am. I know you. I don't think you're honestly that controlling, Carolyn. Uh, you're very sweet, and I could oh, go on and on. Go like, on. I could have a whole podcast, just me gushing. Oh, God. Gushing. I listen to that. <laughs> but... But I just want to like, as far as you're concerned, if you're doing a project and you like, you like to do every element. As far as like, do you have a hard time collaborating? No, like not at obviously all. not. What am I saying? Because obviously See, that you have company. So that company in um, in uh, first year university grew into a group of people that created a body of work mm-hmm. that we toured in Canada, and it was extremely meaningful. Wow! Work. And I loved the plays that we made, and I've uh, I have a root of like collaboration and device theater. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really, really F good for me. Yeah. Uh, so collaborating is super natural to me and I've been doing it since I was like 18 years old. Right. Um, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. And what was, what's another uh, production company or, uh, uh so there's adhere and deny. And so that was the rude players. Rude. Rude. The um, rude players. The rudes. Yeah. And then we did, um, uh, so adhere and deny. And then Annabella theater, was formed with myself and a woman from Adherent and I, named mm-hmm. Nadine, a Swiss German lady. Cool. Very tough. Yeah. 
She had 90, no, probably 70 pounds of Swiss German. <laughs> and she very, very intense. And so we formed a company and we got a beautiful studio and we worked for two years on a shadow puppetry show. Okay. And it was a very beautiful show. And wow. we carved like hundreds of puppets and sceneries. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, it was quite fun because we noticed like our right hands, like our carving hands. Yeah were so super muscular compared to our left hands, and they were oh, yeah. bigger. It was like a big fucking, you had a baseball mitt on your hand was so powerful and wow. muscle. It's like, <laughs> when we noticed, but yeah, now it's they're gotta back be, to normal. It's got to be tough when you're puppet- puppeteering, was, and then you, you, you just got one arm in the air for a half hour or whatever. Like you got to have a lot of strength. Because I taught, then I went on to teach puppetry in schools for five years through Artists in the Schools. And oh. I would bring, like I've traditional, I did a traditional Punch and Judy show, mm-hmm. and they're made of wood, and I studied uh, uh, carving wooden marionettes and puppets in mm-hmm. Prague. Yeah. And um, so I would bring these puppets in and then into schools all over Manitoba, and they'd be like little, like tough little boys, you know, of all ages, these tough guys that think it's going to be goofy, right? Right. They're going to try to make it goofy. Yeah. They think it's like, yeah, a woman with puppets. Yeah. But then I like, I, I force them into submission immediately. Oh, absolutely. Who's who's the strongest guy in this room? Yeah. And then I pick a guy, the guy who thinks he's the strongest. And then I put the wooden puppets (laughs) on his hands. Raise him up over your head. (laughs) Raise him over your head. And he's inevitably trembling. I'm like, you have to do 30 push-ups a day to be a puppeteer. It's like prison. You pick on the tallest guy. Yeah. And you make an example out of him. Exactly. Yeah. And it worked every time. I never had a boy that wasn't absolutely enamored of puppets by Mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. Wow. So it is, t- it's very grueling and physical. I'm sure. And yeah. you, yeah, you have to be. And what's another, awesome. what's another independent uh, company so, you, you, you uh, began Then I started, started a little theater, The Grey Goose. It's called The Grey Goose? Grey Goose. Carolyn Grey Goose. Grey yeah. Goose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. I like that. And then I did, uh, I did, I think, two shows. We did a fabulous Dr. Faustus that was probably my favorite show with Adherent and I. Right. You may have seen it. I definitely have seen thought this. about it. Yes. Yeah. No, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely heard it just now from you. I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> it, was, it was a great show. Um, and Grant Guy, who was the artistic director of Adherent and I, mm-hmm. I said, Grant, this is the show. And... He was um, uh, not as visionary as I am about that show. And he's like, no, the puppets are going in a box and fuck you. And I'm like, then fucking give them to me. And we've been fighting about this for years. Like it's a, a serious, beautiful show. A serious beef? A serious beef. Yeah. He's a, he's a bastard. Oh, Hi, Grant. I love you. Oh, my God. And I know. It's the same thing. Fuck that, Grant. Oh, I, but just Hi, kidding. Grant, love you. Can just I kidding. have the puppets? Yeah. Where are those puppets? <laughs> <laughs> so then we did, a, we did a remount for the Fringe under Little Theater, the Grey Goose, because he was like, I'm done with hand puppets. Yeah. But I love hand puppets. Yeah. So um, he's more like, let's do Salome with rocks in kitty litter. Not even kidding. What? And everyone has to wear like a black mask. And we did a Salome. And the puppet theater was like this table, but it was like, had like sides. Yeah. And he filled it with fucking kitty litter. Yeah. And all the puppets were fucking rocks and we pushed them through the kitty litter. We're very profound. In how, did, how did the audience take they that in? They fucking loved it. How, but how did they... They're like, holy are fuck. Are they like very close to the table here watching all yeah, this? Yeah. It was very intimate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was like, 
Some my sh- mind. The, the shows would either, like, they'd be a hit or miss. Mm. <laughs> that was a hit. We couldn't believe it. When I'll show you the poster one day. Yeah. The poster, it's like, what the... F- we were all, like, ready to kill Grant, but the show was a success. Oh, nice. Because the poster's like a picture of a rock, but it looked like a potato. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, we're going to fucking die out there. But it was a huge hit. Right. But sometimes they weren't. Is there... Am I forgetting something as far as your, your productions? No. Not at all. Not at all? Because yeah. I want to move on to some of your, your, your plays. To. No, let's talk about your writing. Because you are a writer as well. I'm as you writer. said, you majored in writing, right? Or majored in... Um, where? Somewhere? At university. <laughs> I know it's all a big mystery. I'm majoring in writing right now. Oh, right now. In, in, right now. In, uh, I'm getting my master's in creative in somewhere. writing. Don't say it. <gasps> People are going to have stalkers. You're going to have stalkers coming to, Holy shit, to that don't province. Tell them where I am. No, no. They're going to be obsessed I with promise. me. I promise. I promise. <laughs> uh, but so that's what you're doing now. That's what you're, you want to be majoring. I'm getting my master's in creative writing. And so, but you, uh, are, you're published. I am super published. You're super published. You're a fucking published rock star. Fucking published. I have books by you on my bookshelf here beside you me. Better. It's a book. It, based it's a on book a play. Based on a play. And remember I called you and said, Ron Moore, you're coming to my play with me. Yeah. Do you remember that night? I, of course. And then we went together. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, thanks for coming. Bye. Yeah, it was I love pretty. You, Ron Moore. It was like, well, after the play, obviously everyone's going all around. You're like a superstar. I love and it was Ron like, Moore. you know, it's like I just kind of linked. Or slinked right back into the corner and watched everyone oh, pick up the star. And it's a type of thing where I'm just like, I'm just going to walk home. Oh, my God. You're so <laughs> funny. But I wanted you to see it because I had, I wanted to learn about comedic structure, comedic mm-hmm. timing. Right. And Moliere is really the place you go for that. And so I'd read a bunch of Moliere. So I based that on his, um, on a play of Moliere's called The Miser. Right. And and made it a Winnipeg story called it The Miser Middlegate. Right. But I wanted you to see it specifically because I love Ron Moore and because you're so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Right? And yeah. I wanted to see if you laughed. Did you hear me laughing? I just did. Do you remember that I, you were watching and I was just looking at your face the whole time? I, of course not. I was watching the play. I and wasn't you were, watching you. You did laugh. Of course I did. I'm like, this is the happiest night of my life. Are you joking? No. Oh, my God. I, no. I was, this is one of your uh, successful books, plays. Uh, have you ever mounted this again? Uh, no, I haven't mounted it. Has anyone else? No. Why? You uh, would know because they'd question. have to pay you. Really good question. Yeah. They didn't. They, they, they could mount it for a quarter, seriously. A quarter. I'm just kidding. You heard it here first on the podcast, which probably will be edited out. There's nothing to edit except that one inappropriate <laughs> thing I asked you to edit. That's right. And that is gone, maybe. Uh <laughs> Now, because I got the miser here, I'm, I'm, it's eluding me. Of course, the Dean Gunnarsson. He's Gunnarsson's getting flustered. It's, uh, don't it's, tell me. Don't tell me. It's obviously called... Fuck. It's obviously called The Ron Moore Story. The Ron Moore Story starring Dean Gunnarsson. <laughs> yeah. That's where he's in his bedroom. He has his book. He's trying to escape. I'm just trying to get the title because it's eluding me right now. It's obviously called The Visitation. We the could- Elmwood Visitation. Is that wrong? Yes, what is that it? was my first play. But that's right. That's what it's called. Uh, Dean, Dean did the effects, and he that's how I met magician escapist Dean Gunnarsson, because he came and did the effects for my first play, The Elmwood Visitation. That's what I said! But you said, I thought you meant the biography of Dean that I wrote recently. Okay, let's, let's talk about that a little bit here. Elmwood Visitation. It was a, your first play? That was my first solo play. Solo play. That you wrote. Because I was with that company for many years. Well, we company? made a creative body of work. This is my first on my own play. On my own? Mm-hmm. 
Who am I owning? I'm on my own. I need to. So what? what? About. I'm going to help you out here. Please. I'm going to lift you out. Um, This is about how Elmwood, the Elmwood neighborhood of Winnipeg, was the center for psychical research mm-hmm. for realsies. Yes, for realsies. In the 20s, 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. And people from all over the world came there because we um, held seances there yeah. that were incredibly productive. In what sense? Well, <laughs> like they got the news coming down, productive in the sense that ghosts um, appeared? Yeah. And and we were, we, uh, we had a doctor here named Dr. Hamilton, who many people still remember. During your play. In the real life, yeah. Um, in Elm, who lived in Elmwood, there's still a house on um, uh, what's that street that goes over the Disraeli Bridge? Oh God, uh, that's uh, Henderson. Henderson Highway. God, I'm good. Night, you're really good. I knew you'd know that. Hey, what a money shot. Man's money shot. Bam in the face. Right in my <laughs> See, eye. you admit it in the uh, face. Whoops. Go ahead. <laughs> um, there's a Victorian house there, and it says Hamilton House on it. And that Dr. Hamilton, he had a séance room. That he set up cameras in mm-hmm. uh, with uh, set to go off. The cameras were to go off randomly with um, gunpowder blasts yeah. to catch ectoplasm, to catch if he could catch random, like something was going on there. Yeah. So uh, the idea is flash, flash. smoke. Whoa. Oh, it's like it's, it's if, if there's an invisible man, you throw paint on him. Exactly. It's going to be like this outline of a exactly. something. Exactly. Okay. Well said. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So, and you could catch a fraud, right? But what he caught was ectoplasm. So they were productive for photos of ectoplasm, and they're all at the U of M archives. You mean like Ghostbusters? The ectoplasm? I mean go- Ghostbusters, He's slimy baby. shit? Fucking right. Bullshit. Bullshit you. Wait, but I saw the play. It's true. <laughs> uh, so what inspired you to write about that? Because that shit's super cool. It's very, I'm in a wonderful position where people will call me and say, Something freaky. Here's some freaky shit. Yeah. You'd probably like this. Yeah. And they're always right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then how did Dean Gunderson get involved? Did he contact you? Did you contact him? Well, contact, contact. In the in the play, so Theater Projects Manitoba put it on. Right. And there were seances and like ectoplasm and, and faces like floating through rooms and like crazy phenomena appeared in the play. Mm-hmm. We're like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Yeah. And someone at Theater Project said, well, why don't we ask Dean Gunnarsson, the local magician? I thought, whoa, like, that would be amazing. And you didn't know him? Didn't, you I knew just of knew him, him by reputation. Right. Yeah. And um, so they phoned him and he said, oh, I love this shit. I'm going to come and do it. Yeah. I'm going to do this for you. I don't know what the financial deal was, but I'm sure whatever they gave him was quite a... Substandard. How much? Uh, oh, I don't know. Did you get a thousand? I don't know. Like ten thousand? Oh no, 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 not. I so, don't think. Oh, so you do know? I do. <laughs> Five thousand. I know nothing. John Snow. I would and, guess. Like uh, he's a bigwig. He he's is, a bigwig. He is a hotshot in the he, city. I know. I gotta he, get him for the podcast. Talk about oh, you for be, an hour. Oh, he'd I'm be amazing. About, what do you think, Carolyn Gray? Do it. Did you hang out with Carolyn Gray? He did. Did you, oh, go, to, did I, you go to her house? He never came to my house, and I never went to his house. We met. We had a favorite coffee, coffee shop. We oh, just really? had to keep it coffee shop. Keep it, it coffee. <laughs> I learned That's a lot the name of, of my books. Oh yeah. Keep it coffee. Buy the book. That's a great idea. We I, we never got to the point where his involvement, like so, mm. he, he was contacted. So he said, "I will help you do these special effects." Yeah. And um, oh, not just his trick, like the whole production. And in the play, 
Um, there's a character that does a big escape. And right. I had, I think I had initially written the sign, The Lady in Half. A character. We can see who the yeah. character is, can we? Uh, Marjorie, that- who's based on, like, it's all based on real people. And Marjorie yeah. was, like, the biggest um, psychic in uh, in the USA, and she came here. Right. And uh, so Marjorie does this big escape in the show. Yeah. And Dean said, he's like, we could do the Saw, The Lady in Half, which is the only one that I really knew. And I had done it in a fringe play. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of comfortable with it. And uh, he said, oh, I've got a better one. We have the milk can escape that is based exactly on Houdini's, like to his specifications. Right, Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. It always comes in, who was in the play. So he's like, I'll bring my fucking milk can in. Right. And I'll do all this shit for free because I love this shit. Yeah. I mean, that's Dean Gunnerson. The guy is... Amazing. Right, right. Um, he was. I mean, in the play, he was great. And he, he, so he said, like, uh, he said, what I'm going to, but it's a water escape, right? And the actress, Monique Marker, who was fabulous, she is locked into this milk can that's full of water. Yeah. And you see, and he, it's locked and stuff. But he said, I would never, like, just lend you this because everything could go wrong. I'm going to yeah. be there every night. So we he we put him in a period costume and he was just came on as the assistant every night. Okay. To do that portion, and oh. so he trained Monique how to. And I be, I was so in love with Dean. I mean I'm I'm in love with Dean. Right. But it's not like that. But I just <laughs> I love well, him. He is a I'm magician. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Magicians yeah. are loved Satanist. all over the world. Oh yeah. All over the world. Like you make it. If you make a quarter appear to my ear, like I will. I know you're a god. You're getting throbbing you're, members all throbbing over members you. Throbbing members are all over me. <laughs> so I would. So then I was like playwright, right? But Dean was building all these effects. He's like, I'm just going to build all this shit and make it work. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe what you're doing. Like this is so cool. So I became his assistant on the set of the play. Right. And I just ran around. I'm like, what? What can I hot glue gun? And what can I paint? And what can I staple? Yeah. And so I ran around after Dean, and I had like a hoot and a holler. For sure. For yeah. Sure. So then he's like, now is the time for me to teach Monique how to escape from the milk can. And I'm like, well, I'm Dean's assistant. I went da 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 behind yeah. him, and they shut the door in my fucking face. No, I was yes. just gonna ask if you got to know. It was Dean, Monique, and the stage manager. They're the only ones. You it never was, got to know. They didn't even because the, you wrote the thing. They wouldn't they get shut it. the door in my f fuckers. Face. And it was like. You know when you get a burn up in your face, yeah, and you're like, "That was appropriate." Yeah, and it feels. Oh, you, you felt so like you really didn't need to know, or you, you know felt what? I don't deserve this. I don't fucking deserve this. Yeah, and it was fucking a beautiful burn right up in my f face. <laughs> and you taught me that, like from Beastie Boys. Remember when we were on the tour, where yeah. lots of things happened on the tour, Alice, and you played a Beastie Boys, and there was something about up in your face, and I laughed, and you're like, yeah, that's a thing. Up in your face. Something about burn up in your face from the Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys. I didn't really know the Beastie Boys until we went on tour. Oh, you kidding me, really? Them. Like, I knew of them, but yeah. I really got to know them through you. And we were like... I couldn't believe... Oh, my God. The pieces. Let's talk about the piece of shit. This is a girl who's like, um, oh. you know, a young... Diva esque, such a diva per actor. Yeah, who uh, you know, Carolyn at the time Carolyn your back Gray. was was Carolyn Gray. Carolyn Gray all the way with <laughs> Carolyn Gray. At the time your back. Oh, by the way, base in your face 
in the crowd is the Beastie Boy lyric. I was trying to like, what the I fuck, think Beastie that Boy? Was it? You feel the bass so of your delightful. face in the crowd. But this woman would, because uh, you know, as a group, we're we're loading the shit in the the gymnasium generally, yeah. and we're loading all the equipment out. We're talking like a fucking uh, big screen projection that you know you had big to put shit. together uh, speakers, uh, and it was just like she would not lift a fucking finger. Anything. And I both had to them, I had to watch them. both of them, but but I was like shocked. That, you know, obviously I'm moving stuff, but you were picking up the slack for them and you you had a bad back. You your your back was killing. I remember I was you pre- on the floor of the surgical. bus. Yeah, pre pre surgical. And I said to those fuckers, I said, You guys have to you gotta lift this shit too. Cause if I go out, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And there's no coming back. And they took every opportunity to to try to make us do all the work and we did. Yeah, we well, we knew the show had to go on. You know, we're Baby, professionals. We know we're exactly professionals. what to do. And we're in sync. You know, it was a terrible situation. Yeah, it, it was. was. And we had but so much fun. But at the fun. same time, it pulled us toward it pulled closer us together, together. because we had to rely on each other. You know? Oh my god! I I, I love that. As much as all that bullshit, it was just so much fun working with you and being it was with you so on a day to day basis. Like that, I always remember that ferry to Victoria with me and you there, and the, you were sitting on the um, the edge of the boat. With the wind in your hair, and I, I have a photo for sure. I just maybe that's why it's such a, it's so burned in my memory. And I was just like, wow, it seemed like it just seemed like one of those peaceful moments where it was just like heaven yeah. in a sense, right? You know, I had just so much fun with you. Like yeah. every moment was so delightful. Yeah, and, I miss uh, those days. I do, and too. it's been ten years. Two thousand eight. It was it a was fucking gift. And I think about like I think about them, and I think about you all the time. Wow. Well, I'm. This is hopefully we'll be able to talk more and see each other more. You he's know, maybe we should, maybe we got to work on the Elmwood he's, Elmwood visitation he's gonna too. Call me in ten years. I'll put me in a milk fucking uh, jug. I'll put you I'll, in a milk jug. I don't even do magic, but I'll get in whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Milk jug, baby. Yeah, put me in a milk jug. <laughs> you know it. I'll die for you, Carolyn. Gray. Oh, don't do that. Okay. Um, I guess we're gonna. Okay, first of all, okay, this book. Can we talk to, just a few, a minute or two on this book on Dean Gunnarsson? You wrote a book on Dean Gunnarsson. What's it called? It's called um, "The Making of an Escape Artist." The making of an escape artist. Yeah. Okay. And, what year? Uh, I guess that came out in what year is this? Like twenty eighteen? Yeah, maybe it is twenty eighteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay, two years ago. Uh, yeah, two years ago. And um, uh, obviously, you collaborated about, with him his whole life. Well, biography. Dean found real magic. He rang me up like I was teaching creative writing at Brandon University, mm-hmm. and he lives out at Riding Mountain. And he rang me up and he said, "You're the writer person I know. Um, I want to tell. I, I feel like it's about time for me to tell my story because I'm getting old. Like I'm getting to the age where Harry Houdini died. He Houdini has been his, you know, mentor, even though they've never met. Oh, for sure. And um, he said, you know, this, you know, my career is." You know, probably winding down in the near future. And I want to tell the story of how I became a magician mm-hmm. and an escapist. And it's pretty interesting. And I found real magic. Yeah. And um, I'd love to tell you the story. And if you're interested, I'd love someone to write my bio. Wow. So he, we met at a Starbucks in Brandon and he told me what happened. And it's amazing. What, he just talked to you for eight hours? <laughs> okay, write the book. He's like, yeah, pretty well. <laughs> he pitched it to another local writer who said it's great, but he turned it down. So I guess, I don't know if I was the second or third or whatever choice. Yeah. And he had all this interesting stuff in a binder. And I knew it was a great story. Right. And I think if I had known like how incredibly complex the project was, 
I might have, but I was so fucking naive. I'm yeah. like, okay. It then began two to three years of like, I didn't even know how I was going to do it. It was so much work yeah. and so stressful and terrifying. Uh-huh. But um, we got it published by Great Plains, and um, it's it's his life story is fascinating. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the I don't know all the times he was doing magic as a kid and maybe didn't get the response or tricks goes wrong and all that well, shit and yeah and the rise shit like some and, yeah, very so he, crazy shit happened. Yeah, him. he's like been underground for Halloween. He died. He died. He actually died. He actually died. And he, like, he or said... Or is that just a fail he wants to throw out there? Because he's got to, like, pump pump up the crowd, you know? Did he Did he really die? He really died, and he was resuscitated. Well, I believe you. I don't and believe And he him. told me, like... So we'd meet at the, our coffee shop, right? And he'd tell me stories, and I'd just write everything down. Yeah. And he's got a real flair for words. When, he, like, he's got the banter. He's got a brilliant magician's banter. But he said, I just can't... He said, it's like my hands are paralyzed. I can say it beautifully, but I can't write it. So I would just transcribe it, and I fashioned it into a book. Wow. And uh, it's, it's quite amazing. And he describes, like, how he died and the experience yeah. of dying mm-hmm. in an underwater coffin escape. Right. That he never fucking practiced. Oh, you're kidding. Why no. wouldn't he practice that? Because he was fucking 19. Oh, and really? His was first he escape, young? he was... Um, Ups hung upside down in a straitjacket outside of the old Free Press building. I totally home. remember that. Totally yeah, remember that I was, too. Was, remember that in the paper. And it was, it was being he was huge. faster than Houdini. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, by a couple seconds. And he was like, "I got this. <clears throat> I'm going to push it further." Houdini never did this escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, chained up coffin into the water, into the, off the Alexander docks, and he died because he never fucking practiced. Wow. And he describes dying. And he oh, wow. hooked me. He wow. fucking hooked me. I cannot wait to yeah. read what it's like to be dead. Oh my god! <laughs> your his in his he him telling you, and you having to write about what it's like to be dead. That's got to be crazy. It's crazy. Are you looking forward to death now and meeting Satan? <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm sure oh, you I cannot am. wait. I can't wait to meet Satan now. I'm going to say he's, Carolyn Gray sent me. He's, and he's like, for oh, you. come on in, come on in. <laughs> Um, awesome. Uh, awesome, Carolyn. Man. This has Ron been Moore. amazing. Carolyn amazing. Gray. One more. Carolyn Gray. Fucking one more. Yeah, we're gonna do the money shot right Let's now. I just wanted to. What did I was gonna say? Is this um, gonna be in my eyeball, or is it just gonna be generally on my body? The money shot is gonna be in on your brain because your brain <laughs> is gonna have to uh, so it figure is in your out. Face. I have. I'm gonna win this shit. 100 questions, which I hand writ, hand writ, hand wrote. <laughs> And uh, so hopefully I won't Wrong screw it up. Uh, Carolyn Gray, the Wrong Mantle of Money Shot, you need to answer 100 questions within five minutes. But not only that, you have to get 90% right. If you get 90% right, you win. $8.25 plus a stupid-ass Darth Vader toaster. And on a personal note, I want to wish Carolyn all the best. We're all rooting for you down here. Love, Satan. Have a little sip. Put a little shot in your face. And and away. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Brilliant. And at the sound at the sound effect, we begin. Are you right or left-handed? Right. Are you good at ping pong? Yes. Favorite place to be? Birdle. Can you juggle? Yes. Favorite TV show? Game of Thrones. Do you eat meat? No. Who can you trust? Ron Moore. Name a dead celebrity. Ron Moore. Name. Ah, 
<laughs> Name a living celebrity. Ron Moore. Favorite word. Satanist. Name a game show host. Satan. Favorite kind of donut. <laughs> Donuts. Yeah, favorite kind of donuts. Donuts. It's donut. Okay. Uh, uh, do you like jazz? Fuck yeah. Are you going to Folk Fest? No. Last concert scene? Never. Comedy or tragedy? Comedy, Comedy. or tragedy? Comedy. Uh, name a Canadian singer. Ron Moore. Name something green. Irish people. Name, or what is Carolyn Gray's catchphrase? Fuck me. Favorite sandwich? Food. Can you bake? Yes. How many pots... Have you uh, made in your lifetime? Many. I'm sorry. How many pets have you had in your lifetime? <laughs> My four. Boxes or briefs? Briefs. Favorite horror movie? Everything. Name a Winnipeg <laughs> hotel. Everything. You're, you have to get these right. The the Clifford. <laughs> favorite, the overlook. Favorite Jack Blackfoot movie? I hate him. Fa- okay, 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 fine. <laughs> favorite sport to play? Um, fucking. <laughs> Favorite book? Um, the Ron Moore story. Did you did you see The Last Jedi? The who? The Last Jedi. Of course. Did you? Yeah. Cupcakes or muffins? I loved it. Uh, cupcakes. Spinach or lettuce? Spinach. Do you like Slurpees? No, fuck yeah. Favorite chocolate bar? Uh, Wonder Bar. Spell exciting. Exciting. Yeah, spell it. Get to spell it. E-X-C-I-T-I-N-G. Favorite Winnipeg business? Um... The uh, whorehouse. The whorehouse <laughs> on the, the corner street there. Favorite talk show host, current? Ron Moore. <laughs> favorite, uh, least favorite board game? Uh, all of them. I hate games. Oh, favorite um, f- uh, favorite name, oh, sorry, first name of your first crush? Ron Moore. <laughs> say something, say something in French. Fuck me. Merde, merde, merde. Blue, blue or pink? <laughs> Blue. The name of your friend's friend. Asshole. Favorite prime minister. Um, oh, uh, Pierre Trudeau. What does your favorite t-shirt say? Ah, uh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just eat the rich, eat the rich, eat the rich. <laughs> Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Do you enjoy hot sauce? Oh, fuck yeah. Are you scared of clowns? No. Have you seen a ghost? Yes. Rice Krispies or cornflakes? Cornflakes. Uh, favorite day of the week? Uh, every day. Do you own an iPhone? Yeah. Favorite video game? None. Favorite fast food? Everything. Name a, Charlie, <laughs> name a Charlie Chaplin film. Charlie Chaplin films. A pocket or purse? What the fuck? Pocket or purse. How about pocket? Okay. Kay. Have you fired a gun? Yeah. What's KFC stand for? Uh, kiss fucking cunt. Have you been to, have you been to Europe? Yeah. Have you heard of Jazzy B? No. Can you play guitar? No. A last book read. Mm, oh, uh, it's called um okay. it's called A minute 20 left. Um F PG, and I'm not kidding. FPG, I'm researching. Okay, can we pause that? Okay, go, go, come on, hurry up! Name a, name a Harry Potter character. I don't like that shit. Well, name, come on. Harry Potter. There you go. What does goat stand for? Goat. Yeah, but what does it stand for? A little goat. No, it's the G O A T. It's a. Jiminy Crickets. It's this is hard. It's, okay. Uh, favorite, go favorite, on favorite, a tree. Go on a tree. Go on a tree. Favorite character on Sesame Street. Uh, the Grouch Guy? Last film seen in the theater. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, 
some show. Oh, You're the kidding. Jurassic Park chameleon. Have you seen a, a palm tree? Have you seen a palm yeah. tree? Yeah. Uh, hot yeah. or cold? Uh, hot. Yes or no? Yeah. In or out? In. Up or down? Up. Most cherished possession? Ron Moore. 20 seconds. Uh, Phil Collins Genesis or, Phil, or Peter Gabriel Genesis? Peter Gabriel. Name a rap song. None. Last play scene. None. Name a character from Purple Rain. 15 Ron seconds. Ron Moore. The girl with the raspberry pie. Name a Madonna movie. Ten seconds. You shove a Walmart. No. Do you kill bugs? No. Uh, favorite page on the internet. Uh, porno. Name a comic strip. Um. Porno. <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> Peanuts. That's a wicked I porno. I blame you. I blame what did I you. Do? Okay. I. I granted. I. You I wanna, am at fault. Do you want to know my favorite? I took the momentum out. He. It's all his fault. Um, I feel awful. Do you want to know something really funny about the internet? Sure. Something just touched my leg. Do you have a pen in here? <laughs> do, oh I, do I have a pen in my pocket? Something's on my leg. Um, so I was like with a guy in a coffee shop and he was helping me with something on the internet. Like Dean Gunnarsson? <laughs> I think you went over this. No, no, no. It's not, not Dean. It's Dean another Gunnarsson's guy. Dean friend. It wasn't Dean. Nothing to do with Dean. Dean's okay. straight okay. ahead. Some so guy. this guy's like, uh, I'm like, I'm really puzzled about this thing on the internet. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, I'll meet you for coffee and I'll show you how to do it. I'm like, thank you. So we go to the coffee shop. He's like, I brought my laptop and I'm going to show you how to do this thing that you're worried about. I'm like, thank you. He opened it up and he fired it up. And the last page he looked at was there. And you know yeah. what it was? It was called tit fighting. <laughs> I've never heard of tit fighting. Well, it's, it's like cockfighting. It's gals, and there was two gals, like, fighting each other with their uh, boobs. They're not allowed to hold their tits. They're just, like, basically banging, each banging other their the, breasts together. And he just went, and he hit the thing like that. And right. it was gone in one second, but I saw it. Yeah. So that would be probably my favorite page on the internet. And that is officially his nickname now. Tit fighting. Tit fucking. <laughs> you know, tit I'm going to check it out. This was a while. Yeah, right. Tit fighting. Was this a while back? Uh, within a five years. Within five years. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's a kid trend that went over my head because I've never heard of tit fighting. He's actually a well, I'm an old man. Maybe I would get into this. How old are you? Do you want me to say? I'm a child of the '60s. Me too. Yeah. Sixty-one. You're baby. You're younger than I am. I'm right on the cusp. I'm like, you know, land man. Man landed on the moon, and then I was born. What the hell year was that? Uh, Sixty-sixty-nine. Oh. Yeah. 66. 66. Yeah, oh, I yeah, like it. Nice. I'm sick of these 96, 2006 women. They're weird. So, they're so full of themselves. Super Everything weird. Selfie. Selfie. I need selfie, a selfie. Selfie. Everything selfie. Selfie. God, selfie. Selfie. Can Should you not we... take a photo without you in it? What is with girls today? I'm not sorry. People. Fabulous. I blame What's... women for everything. They're... What is with girls? What are your issues with women? Like, you've got to tell I have me... issues with women. Why know? have you been so... I don't know why. <laughs> You're Ron Moore. You shouldn't have issues with women. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm over it. I'm over it. You, you have know? no baggage anymore. There's no baggage. Although I am a hoarder. I have baggage. I just don't open them. You have a lot of containers in your window. Look around. Yeah, Robin's, that's Robin's Coffee, Robin's Donuts. Uh, I love, I'm obsessed with Robin's Donuts. And not just the coffee, but the brand, the organization. Have you been to Robin's Donuts lately? No fucking way. We gotta go. I'd love to take you there. Let's and go. let's go there. Let's, let's go bring there. our laptops. We'll both open titty fighting. <laughs> and we'll see if anyone notices. Maybe we'll make some friends. 
I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ron. Carolyn Gray, thank you. Ron Moore. Oh, my God. I'm oh my the luckiest God. man on earth. I'm the luckiest man on earth, too. You know, the best part is I can listen to this conversation over and over again and have and these brilliant memories of you. With, my, with your book in your bed. With my book in my bed, my books, my bed. And uh, chocolate towels. <laughs> so many good memories. So many. Oh my God, wave that flag. I don't even want to say goodbye. I want this I don't to go on say forever. To you ever. Oh my God. Ron Moore. Yeah. And, uh, Ron you know, I didn't, Moore. Me- I didn't mention it's Canada Day. Like, I, I don't know if that's a good I idea. I hate or Canada not. Day. Really? Because they always like two sarongs for fourteen ninety nine, and I'm not interested. Yeah, two what? Sarongs? Two sarongs. What's a sarongs? Well, that is really the question. It's a piece of fabric. Oh, it's sarong. Like, it's like an all-purpose dress. What do you want from my life? Two sarongs for fourteen ninety-nine is Canada Day to me. Yeah. Every fucking day is Canada Day. <laughs> That's right. We're but the, it's not every day the uh, Osborne Street's closed, and you can walk around no, on the street. It's, and then, it's impossible to and get parking at your the house. Barf. Yeah, There's exactly. Just puddles people, of barf everywhere, especially after ten. Crawling through the streets. I have a buddy who's working. Uh, at Bucuccino's. I bet you do. Yeah. You've got a lot of buddies. Well, I have three. And this one guy <laughs> actually is slinging booze. So they're getting... But uh, Satan, I'll be talking to you later. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Um, thanks again, Carolyn. We're going to end Thank you, Ron Moore. I love you. I love you, Ron Moore. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Uh, yeah, Carolyn Gray and I, we had an amazing summer um, <clears throat> with, uh, thanks to Green Kids. Let's give a yeah. big hand to Green Kids. Gol- golf clap for the chap, for uh, the uh, uh, caddy. We had fun. We had a blast. I had only because of you. Huh? Only because of you. No, I don't know if that's true. It is Oh my you know, god! It was because of, it was because of you and because of me and because of you. It was like we we bounced off each off off of each other because we had two people that we had to deal with, and we're not going to name names. We're not. Gonna, we'd never do that. Can't name names. But some. But things this was happened. Uh, basically it was a Green Kids tour, and um, <clears throat> it was uh, Western Canada. Yeah, at Western Canada. <clears throat> oh my god! And we started from Calgary. We drove through the mountains. We ended up in Vancouver oh and Victoria. God. We uh, landed in Calgary. <laughs> and uh, there was a, you know, it was basically I was stage managing, sta- managing, and uh, Carolyn and two other actors were performing in this play. Two other actors. Two other actors, nameless, and nameless. male and a female. And uh, so the first night there, uh, <laughs> one of the actors takes off, and uh, but for some reason he had to borrow. My laptop, my camera. I don't Your remember. Camera. This is not. I shouldn't tell this. Oh God! I didn't even know you were gonna go there. I know. I know. I love you. I get I get the camera back, and it's. Who's the camera? Oh, you know what? I'll edit it out anyway if I don't feel it's appropriate. It was uh, no. You know what it was? I it ju- is. I just bought a PS. Oh, one of those handheld video games. A PS. Uh, you love a that Vista. shit. Well, You're, I'm not really. You know, I did because I had a Sony camera, and the video game thing was. I thought it was, um, you have the little memory card, it fitted in the memory card. So, anyway, so I brought it to the actor, he got it back, and all of a sudden, on this memory card are all these nudes <laughs> of okay. him and this woman. And uh, we're, Carol, I was like, Carolyn, Carolyn, you gotta check this out. Hey, you, no, no, this is wrong. Okay, I'm, wait, well, now I, listen. Okay. Now you listen from I'm my listening. perspective. Kay. I'm getting scolded because I think I know what's coming. No, it's it's good. Because you have that memory, right? So we're doing the Green Kids show. Yeah. And we're performing it in a school. And we do this wonderful comedic moment. And I'm really joking here. It was pathetic. (laughs) There's this, like, backdrop. And we're like, ha-ha, we're chasing each other around the backdrop. And it's, like, the lamest moment of my life, right? And I think I'm going to die. And I'm dressed in a jester costume. That's right. And I look like John Candy in in Mrs. Falbo's Tiny Town, right? And I'm just dying, right? But the fun part is, like, when I run around the back of this thing, Ron Moore is making, like, humorous humorous moves with the computer to change the backdrops so it makes it look like we're running... Like you're running through... Around through all over the world. Different locations, yeah. So I would run around, and I would only look forward to doing that pathetic moment because Ron would make funny faces at me when I ran by, right? (laughs) But, But this time, he's looking at his laptop, and his, like... He's gone pale, and his jaw is dropped. And I'm like, he's not making a funny face at me today. What is he looking at? And I run around and around and around, and he's, like, totally traumatized by something he's seen on his laptop. Mm-hmm. So then after the show, I come to you and say one more. Like, you didn't like make me, like, laugh or do something humorous. And you said, oh, my God, you can't believe what I just saw on my laptop. Uh-huh. And you take over. Yeah, and then what was on my laptop was yeah. uh, this little rendezvous with this actor and uh, this other red-headed female where there's a lot of topless photos. You felt that, that 
the photos might have been the actor and a prostitute. I, I, I well, I, I would speculate. I don't know. I have, I had no idea. I really didn't know didn't the actor. Know. I, had, I didn't know. Didn't we don't know, know anything. We don't know who they were or anything. Um, and unfortunately, oh my God. I deleted them right away. I, I just and like, I said, I, show I, me. Yeah. And, you, and you said, okay, later, later. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to see it. Because we were like, we were simpatico. Yeah. Right? And then later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet you at the bar, like immediately. And then we met, I'm like, show me the photos. And you said, I F deleted them. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. I, I, yeah, I, uh. Fuck you. I, sh- I, I, I deserve that. I know. I should have totally but have gotten you, you know what? to I see it. I also admired you yeah. for doing that. You didn't want me to be traumatized. By no, you know what it was. I felt I felt some sort of kinship to the actor. I was like, I, I felt like yeah. I felt I felt like it was a mistake, and he didn't mean to do it. Oh, but yes. you know, looking back, maybe he meant to do it. Like you know, here, well, this was my uh, escapades, and I want to share it. You know, I think I, that's entirely possible because of a later development, which was the chocolate towel. The chocolate towel. Okay, you take it from here okay. with the chocolate towel. So we go to <laughs> Vancouver, and was it Vancouver? Posh hotel. Posh. Yeah, it was, it was the... Uh, uh, or Vi- oh. Victoria? No, it was Vancouver, I guess. The no, it was, Van- was it Vancouver. The alt? Not the alt. It was... Uh, it was an eco hotel. It was an eco hotel, green kids. Green. It was all green. Great. All green. Great hotel. It was the kind of hotel that had like a wine hour, a happy hour, all the Which guests drink get free took wine. advantage of. Like, oh, we drank so much. Oh my God, we were... Yes. So we check into the eco hotel and mm-hmm. we're like, wow, we've really made it. Like, this is one of the bonuses of the trip. Yes. So, but then I get a text from you, and you're like, oh, my God. I'm in so much trouble. Because <laughs> I'm with the female, and he's with the male. Mm-hmm. We don't know who these people yeah, we're, were. we're bunking. We're bunking down, right? And I'm like, what's the matter? And you said, I'm in so much trouble. Meet me behind the hotel. I'm dying right now. And I'm like, I was so scared for you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm coming. And, like, I ran down there. And you were like shaking, and I'm like, come on, I'm gonna buy you sushi. So we went, to, and I'm like, what happened? We get sushi, and you're like, there was a chocolate. <laughs> Maybe I overblown it a little bit. <laughs> so this man, Ron Moore, like he's sharing a room with this dude, and there's a towel hanging down from the shower curtain holder. Yeah. And it's got poop on it. It's it was a chocolate towel. A chocolate towel. And uh, it's not like a chocolate mint on your pillow. It's totally, <laughs> a totally different thing. You're cool. not expecting it. You take you a shower. You don't expect a chocolate you, towel. You grab the towel and it's like, oh my God. And uh, But he hung it there like a fucking flag for you. Once again, it's the same thing. Was it a mistake? No. Or was it on purpose? How can you hang a like chocolate an alpha towel male? and not know? It was alpha male, you know, 100%. We were driving in close, you know... Uh, court. We were always together, the four of us. Maybe I pissed him off, and it was him way to say, He's "Fuck like, you! I'm gonna wipe my ass, and here you use my towel." That's you right. Know? It was super strategic. <clears throat> like I'm, this is I'm waving my fucking chocolate flag <laughs> exactly. in your face, right? <laughs>